Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more, so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Mission Motherhood podcast. I'm super excited to chat with you all today. I'm grateful that you're here. Happy Tuesday and happy almost end of October, which is crazy. I can't believe that October is already almost over and it's about to be the holiday season, which I'm really excited for the holidays and I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. I know that things are going to look different this year, but the joy is is a thing in the holidays. You know, I was I don't I don't know why I I blanked on how to say that, but I just I just feel like holidays bring so much joy and I know that they can bring sadness and frustration and hurt to so many as well and I even experienced some of that too. I think that that um that's pretty evident for almost everybody, right? That that holidays can bring up a lot of pain and things like that, but I know that joy will exist in the holiday seasons as well. And I pray that it exists for you because I just think it's so needed, right? And, and I know that God is just so good and and he cares about how we're feeling and he cares about, you know, how this, how 2020 has, has um, really just been such a doozy for lack of better words for all of us. And he's in the midst and he, he is such a purposeful, intentional God. And, and he, he was not surprised by 2020 and he, he knows what he's doing and he's given us so much clear, amazing, purposeful vision through so much heartache and frustration and, and everything else that's come with 2020. But I think that we can all agree that through everything that we've gone through in 2020, we are stepping into some really renewed purpose and some really renewed vision and um, and really just choosing to be all in for the things that really matter to us in this life. I really do think that there is a fire that is stirring in our spirits as a nation, as a world, and I'm excited. And we have to walk through a fire sometimes for a fire to stir up inside of us, right? So um that being said, I, I just I we're we're almost at the end of season one, which is crazy. Um this is episode 30, you guys. Like I have no idea how in the world we've gotten to 30 episodes already when the podcast launched back in May, but May, excuse me, but I am proud of what this show has become and I'm excited to hang out with you all for the next couple of episodes before season 1 ends and we'll take a little pause here for about a month and a half and then we'll pick back up in January for season 2 and you guys are going to love what's in store. All right, so we're going to dive into what we're talking about today, which if you um, saw the title of today's episode is um, what to do when your kids are totally draining you when you're at home with them pretty much all day, every day, which is most of us during this coronavirus pandemic. And I know many circumstances have changed. A lot of moms are able to send their kids back to school, back to daycare, some um Parents are going to work full time, or maybe your kids are doing a hybrid of 
being in school um, and being at home or whatever the case may be. But for the most part, a lot of us are still at home with our kids a lot longer than what we have been ever before. And um, even if this is not related to the coronavirus pandemic, but just those of us that are um, at home with our kids on a regular basis, and we have chosen to be um, stay-at-home moms or work-from-home moms, um, whatever that may look like for you, but you're primarily at home, this episode is mainly going to speak to you. And I totally get that moms that are working moms and still go to, they go to work every day and have that time away from their children to do their job and they come home that you can also be drained by your children and you do get drained by your children. Um, we, we all, we all do that. That's just, that's just real that. So you're still going to gain from this episode. I don't want you to think that, oh, well, I'm not a stay at home mom or not a work from home mom. This isn't, this doesn't apply to me. I would still encourage you to uh, listen because I do believe that you will get a lot from this episode. Um, but this particular topic did spur from a recent text that a former client of mine had, um, she'd sent me about just feeling really drained by her kids being home all day, every day, um, feeling frustrated because she had had her children in daycare. She pulled them out of daycare. She um, works from home and she's homeschooling her four-year-old and she's got an, a one-year-old as well. And um, she's just really feeling it just the day in, day out kind of the monotony, the mundane, everything from, well, I should say this, everything from the monotony and the mundane of the tasks to the frustrations of dealing with a, an almost four-year-old who is, you know, really exercising her independence and, um, lots of meltdowns and a baby that's becoming a toddler. And so there's just a lot that's going on there. And, um, me and her are in very similar seasons of our life with our children because my child is um, almost full. She's three and a half. She'll be four in February. And my um, one and a half year old it will be two in February. So um, it's it's a real like in the thick of it with littles season. And it's hard. It definitely is hard. And um, I I want you all to know that being drained in motherhood is totally normal. And I think that we all know that, but I think it's nice to be reminded of that. And you all know that I talk so much about being intentional in motherhood and that motherhood is our mission and it's a ministry that we are to take seriously and do with intention and that we can and should have joy in motherhood and thrive in motherhood. And that is 110% true. That does not mean that we will not have times where we are drained because we can get drained with anything that we love. You can literally be like living your dream life and have your dream career. So your dream career is to be a singer, but you go on a world tour and you've been going nonstop. You're going to feel drained after that, even if you love singing or, um, Whatever else your dream career or 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 job or just thing that you love doing eventually, if it's something that takes from you, maybe not like a hobby, but if it's something that requires a lot of effort, a lot of work, and you're pouring into oftentimes something else, most of our careers or jobs, um, and and I include motherhood in that. Um, are they are things that require us to serve others and serving others is what we're called to do 
as Christians and as humans, but that doesn't mean that we will not also get drained if we are not very careful and to make sure that we are filling ourselves back up on a regular basis. Um, and it's that's just important. It's so important. And you all know I talk about keeping your cup full. That's one of my pillars inside the Mission Motherhood Academy because that's how important it is. We cannot serve well. We can't serve our family well. We can't um, do this motherhood mission well and do our other life missions well if we are not operating from a full cup. So if you are feeling drained, while it is normal, it is typically a sign that your cup is not full or it's not as full as it could be. It could be a little full, you know, it's kind of like driving a car on a quarter tank of gas. It's going to run out sooner than it would if you have a full tank. So if you think about it like this, if every single morning you fill your cup up a quarter of the way, you're going to still probably drain out by the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So if we're never actually filling our fill, filling, if we're actually never filling our cup up all the way, then we are going to constantly get to a point where we're getting closer to E or getting to E on a continuous basis or, or um, on a maybe even daily basis. Um, whereas if we are making sure to completely fill our cup, fill our cup up, I cannot talk you guys completely fill our cup up to the point where it is essentially almost, or hopefully can be overflowing. Then as we're pouring and pouring and pouring, we have much more capacity and much more room to be able to serve well. And we have much more patience and we, we have, we just, we have a little bit of a buffer there before we are in that mode where we're drained and we're tapped out and we're snippy and all of those things that kind of come with being drained. So that's usually what the problem is. If you're feeling like that and you're feeling like that more often, you could think to yourself, well, I wake up in the morning and I work out and I run, I should be fine. That is great. Keep doing those things, but that may not be enough to really actually make sure that you are completely filled um, to be able to then pour into your family and pour into um, the rest of the work that you've been called to do. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how to get to the root cause of why you're drained. That was a little bit of it, but we'll talk a little bit deeper about getting to what's actually happening so that you can um, solve your problem and you can really create a solution that will work best for you. Getting to the root of the problem is always the best way to come up with a solution that will work for you. So I always start off my teaching and my training and my coaching like that because everyone's situation and circumstances are different. And so while on the surface level, it might look and feel very similar. For example, you're really drained because your toddler is constantly having meltdowns and that's a thing. But if you dig a little bit deeper and you kind of unpack the layers and recognize that there's something else going on, like say, for example, your husband is not coming home from work in the evenings, but he's going to play golf every evening until eight o'clock at night. And so recently you haven't been having the help in the evenings because of that situation, or maybe it's not golf. Maybe he's working later. Maybe he's traveling lately or something along those lines. That might actually get a little bit even deeper and deeper to the root of the problem because maybe you have less of a break than what you used to or less help than what you used to. Okay, now we're unpacking some layers, right? So getting to the root cause of why your drain is important. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And we're going to also talk about how there's always options. They may not always be exactly what we want. And I'll talk to you guys about how 
There's a lot of things that I wish right now in this season of life that I am in that I could do that I just can't do. They're not feasible for my season. And I think we are all always going to be in a season where, you know, even if it was a little better than the last season, like it's funny, my last season, I would have just, I, I was dying to stay home. Like I couldn't wait to stay home with my children. I was still working and I was so frustrated because I wanted to be able to care for my children when they needed me every single day. I didn't want to have to choose between work and school. I'm sorry, work and being at home. I was a teacher, so I said school. Um, work and being home when they got sick. Um, and as I should say at the time, it was just my 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 uh, my oldest daughter because I was pregnant with my second. And then I had my stepson at home as well. But I didn't want to have to choose between those things. I didn't want to have to choose between earning a paycheck and caring for my children. I didn't want to have to always have to come up with substitute plans and things of that nature when I needed to, to leave work. And that was a frustrating season to be in. And now I'm in a season where I get to be with my children all the time and I get to um, care for them. And I never have to worry about that. And I love it. I love being in this season. I love finally living out my dream and my passion and my calling for being at home with my children. But that it doesn't mean that there aren't also other things in this season that now, oh, I wish I had solutions to certain problems that I don't have. And one of those problems is not having much of a break at all. And, and I used to wrestle with guilt. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But wrestle with the guilt of you know, feeling like, well, I wanted to be home. So now why am I feeling drained? And I think that there's someone out there listening right now that may feel the same way. You wanted to be home. You love being home. It's not that you want to go back to work, but you're thinking, well, I wanted this, so I shouldn't be affected by it. And I'm here to tell you that that's just not true. And it's okay to feel drained and burned out and need to be in need to still have a break from the thing that you wanted to do and the thing that you love and the thing that you feel called to you can't do that well if you don't ever have a break so I was believing this lie that I was wrong for that for so long and I'm really glad to be freed from that and I hope to free somebody else or I hope that the Holy Spirit moves with this episode and helps to free somebody from that lie that they may be feeling right now as well. So there are lots of solutions that I wish I had in this particular season that I don't have. Like I would love to hire a mother's helper or I would love to have a part-time um, childcare solution or a Mother's Day out. That was what I was thinking this, this season would be like before COVID and that's just not an option right now. And that's frustrating, but that doesn't mean that there aren't options. And so really taking a look at, well, it may not be everything that you want right now, but we still have some really good options. Let's figure those out. Let's create those options and let's be grateful for the options that we do have instead of focusing on the ones that we don't, okay? And then I'll actually go over some possible um, solutions that you can take away today. Maybe some things that you just haven't thought about. And I'll talk about the three different types of solutions to feeling drained. So that's going to be your in the moment solution. That's going to be your daily solution. That's kind of like that pouring your cup up a quarter of the way every day. But then we've got to get to those longer term solutions that are going to fill your cup up a lot more all the way full so that when you're when you're filling your cup up every morning, you're just topping it off instead of you're starting from E and then you're filling it up a quarter of the way and then you're going back to E again. But if you're uh, making sure that you've got some long-term solutions um, to to your burnout and to making sure that your cup is full that are routinely scheduled in your life, you will then be able to um, only have, you. let's put it this way, you will, you will top off your cup every morning and fill it back up all the way instead of be just 
pouring into it a quarter of the way every morning and then draining by noon every day. So those are the three different types of solutions we're going to talk about. And I'll give you some tangible things that you could take away, jot down, um, put them in your back pocket so that when you are maybe having a conversation with your spouse or a friend or a family member about how to solve these problems, you can have some ideas to bring to the table. And those ideas might, might spur some other ideas in you as well. Um, that you can then jot down as you think of those that you can be really, um, you can be really action driven and begin to actually make some progress with your, um, with your frustrations after listening to this episode. Okay. So I'm going to just briefly tell you about some of my experiences with, um, feeling drained by my children lately. And as I mentioned, you know, I, this is my second year being an at-home mom. Um, my first year was right after my daughter was born last February. So I was working all the way until February 2019. And I stopped working two weeks before having my child. And I actually got a position as a virtual assistant for an agency that um, no longer exists, but it's a virtual assistant agency. And I was working from home and I began working from home right away. And that's what paid for my maternity leave. And I worked literally the entire time I worked through labor until I couldn't work anymore. And then as soon as me and the baby were situated, I got back on the computer and started working again less than 24 hours later. Like that's literally what I was doing. So I jumped from being a teacher to working from home very quickly and having a newborn and having a two-year-old whose birthdays were two days apart. That's just a little picture of my story. Or um, I guess you'd say like the, yeah, my, my story. So um, of course, last year, life was normal. And so while it was difficult um, to be home and especially to be postpartum and things of that nature, um, it was it was different. And once, you know, I got over the that initial newborn phase and I had like an older baby six months and up, I had established a rhythm of um, going to the gym a couple times a week to get some work done. And by then I had started my business. I had already been um, taking coaching clients for um, what 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 this business is now, Mission Motherhood. And so I had private clients. I was um, working from home and I would also go to the gym a couple times a week to get some work done. That would be some time for my my daughters to get some time to play with kids their age and I would get some time alone. And it was a really great solution in that season for me because it wasn't, I it was not an option for my family's budget to do a preschool or anything like that. Plus it would have been a Mother's Day Out program my daughters at the time were only two and less than a year. So I would have been paying for maybe two days a week for my daughter to go to a three-hour Mother's Day Out program two days a week. And I figured, oh, well, I can actually save a lot more money by getting a gym membership. And we can go every single day if we wanted to for two hours a day instead of just two days a week for three hours. So I can get you know, up to 10 hours a week versus the five hours that I would have gotten or six hours I would have gotten for Mother's Day out because she wasn't yet three. And so she didn't qualify for the three day a week program. So that was where I was in that season. I was hoping that by this year, I would be in a different season to be able to do a Mother's Day out program that would be a three day a week and it would make more sense. Of course, COVID happened and that threw those plans right out the window. But those are, that was my solution because I, I, I quickly recognize even when being home, and loving being home with my kids that it was still something where I'm like you're when you're home every single day and you're not really leaving the house like that and you've got a young baby who's napping a lot and you've got a toddler it can feel very isolating and it can feel frustrating and you do need something you do need an outlet that is very real that is healthy to need an outlet that is healthy to need and desire um, a little space from 
from your children, from your spouse even. It's it's healthy to be by yourself and it's healthy to be with people. I think so often we think about how healthy it is to be with people and to be in community and that's necessary and God created us to be in community and created us to be in family um, and be with our families. But that does not mean that we don't need some time away from each other on a daily basis, I really do believe every day, I think every spouse, every every husband and wife should have time apart, that they do their own thing after the kids go to bed and time together. I think that both are extremely necessary and it's necessary for you to have that from your kids as well. And if you're with them all day long, then you need to create those opportunities because you're not being given the opportunity via a daycare or something along those lines, Right. So that was the way I created that opportunity last year. This year, it's been a lot different. As you all know, COVID, right? We moved and COVID happened right after we moved, which was in February of this year. So literally exactly a year from having my second child and stopping my job, we moved and we celebrated their birthday in the new house, which was a couple days after we moved. And then um, about a week later, heading into March, a week and a half later, COVID happened. And that was that. <laughs> um, and so it's been, it, it, it's been difficult, right? I mean, I, again, have really loved having less to do. I, I'm an introvert. So I don't desire to be out like that. I don't desire to be involved in a bunch of things and to constantly be socializing. And I still am grateful for what the break from just normal life COVID has given us. Not having as much of a schedule has been amazing as far as like just a lot of other outside commitments. That was something that I definitely needed. On the flip side, things that would have been my outlets and just things that I could do to, you know, kind of create a little bit of a varying of the schedule for me and my children have been taken away. My husband and I don't feel comfortable going into Target like with our children right now. So I can go to the store, he can go to the store, but we're not bringing our children into the store together because our children are still young. They put everything, not they don't put everything in their mouths, but they suck their fingers. They suck their thumbs and their fingers. So we don't want them touching carts, touching things, putting their fingers in their mouth, wanting to suck their fingers um, and just possibly bringing COVID home. We just think that that's a not a necessary risk to take. So my typical idea of fun on a Friday, which would be to wander Target for a little bit and then maybe go to a park and spend some time out and not have to worry about keeping a schedule in the home, but just give a little bit of a break to our day, gone, right? I don't have access to a lot of family, things of that nature. So it's def definitely been just that monotony, that same thing that my client was telling me about the day in and day out, where most of the time it's going well. We've got our routine. We're loving homeschooling. We're getting out more. We're going on our nature walks. All those things are well and good. But there just gets to a day, you know, like what I say, one day a week where I'm like, oh my goodness. And sometimes it's even on a weekend. Sometimes it's on Sundays because my husband and I are trying to get things done and we just don't have any ability to like have a day where we get to just do the things we need to do as adult humans where our children are not right there. And it's very difficult and that's real. So I'll get that anxiety where I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm feeling drained. I just want a break. And 
that that was starting to get very, very frustrating for me. And I'm, I'm sharing this with you as the motherhood coach, as the coach that is sharing and teaching you all how to conquer your own mental load. And I can say like, it's not that I was really stressed about things to do. It wasn't that I was feeling like life was chaotic or chaotic in my home where I wasn't managing things well. I wasn't burdened by keeping the home clean or anything like that. I still felt all the joy and desire to be fully intentional with my children. But I was also like, but they're, they're never gone. They're never, I, and it was more, not even about them not being gone, but just more so me not having a chance to really fill myself back up and really pay attention to myself and give myself much needed rest from needing to give orders, needing to use my voice, needing to teach something, needing to, giving my brain a rest from hearing screams, hearing tantrums. If you think about it, all those different things, those are different senses and, and our bodies are reacting to those things. Even if in the moment we're handling it well, or we don't really think we're bothered by it after like a full week, it, it can be difficult. It can be exhausting um, to, to deal with that all the time. For anybody, even as no matter how much you love it and no matter what you've done to bring joy back into motherhood, if you are never taking a break from hearing, you know, and, and dealing with the different difficulties and giving and giving yourself the fuel and 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 everything else that you need to be able to handle those well, you're going to get to a point where you're snippy. You're going to get to a point where you're frustrated. You're going to get to a point where you don't have the same energy and the same ability to parent as well as you did because you are drained. And that's typically a warning sign when you're like, wow, I am. And for some reason, just really short with my children all of a sudden. And no matter how hard I pray, I'm still just really short with them. And I'm not that patient as, as, as I used to be. That's probably a sign that you're drained, you know? And a lot of times it's not just about a quick prayer of, Lord, help me be more patient. It's about solving the root problem, okay? So that's been my experience lately. And I wanted to share my experience to just show you all that, number one, hello, hey, I am real. And I don't ever believe that motherhood is not hard or that it doesn't come with just a lot of challenges, difficulty, and the ability to emotionally, mentally, physically exhaust you and drain you. That is all real. Will I ever talk about motherhood poorly because of that? No. I think that everything that is worth doing and everything that is our mission and our calling will be hard. And I'm, I saw this quote recently on Instagram that was floating around that was talking about choose your hard. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart, right? Same thing. Like disciplining our children is hard. Raising them to be good humans is hard. You know, doing, sticking a, a, to a routine is hard. Um, all, all of that, all of that, doing, doing the work, fighting the self-sabotaging behaviors, choosing not to procrastinate, all those types of things. All of that is hard work. It's also hard not to do those things and pay the, and pay the consequences, right? And the, the repercussions of that. So, it's the same thing with motherhood. I believe that motherhood is one of the hardest, most sanctifying things that we will ever do. And it's, it's, it's challenging. It's hard. That, that, that's real. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. That doesn't mean that, um, that it's, that it's a, a negative experience. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of times the complaining and the, 
and the negativity in motherhood can kind of in society, I should say in the media and society on social media, these and those kinds of things can kind of outweigh and drown out the purpose and the mission and, and really just talk about how, yeah, like this, this work is hard work, but it's good, necessary hard work. But again, in order to do the good, necessary hard work, we have to be filled up and equipped to do so. So it's gonna suck. Like I like, Sorry if there's children around, but it's it's literally going to suck if you are not in a place to be able to really deal with the hard. You have to be, your mask has to be put on first. It has to be put on first. You have to be giving yourself the oxygen. You have to be giving yourself the water. You have to be giving yourself the food and the fuel. And you have to make sure that your cup is entirely full as much as you can in order to do this stuff well. Otherwise, you are going to just be running on E. Okay? So that being said, how do you get to the root cause of why you're drained? And a lot of that is what I just said. If you're not filling your cup up, then you're going to be drained, right? But more specifically for your situation, how do you figure out why you are dealing with this? So to give you some context, I'll just go through my example with my former client who sent me that text message. I asked her, and I was like, well, okay, what is your routine looking like right now? You know, and she was like, well, I, you know, because I, I had made a routine for her and we'd worked together before. And she's like, yeah, I've been falling off of the routine. Okay, so that's part of it. And she's like, I get to that place or I stick with it for a good while and then I kind of fall off of it. And then I always wind up back here where I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm like, okay, well, there's part of our answer. You're falling off of the routine. You're not sticking to the independent times and the quiet times and things of that nature. And for her, it's just easier for her to kind of just let like kind of give in right like when you are trying to set boundaries with your kids and do independent time and she was saying for her child it was always like well I don't want to do that I get that a lot too sometimes I get the I don't want to and I and we'll have another episode where I talk about like well how do you work with your children when they don't want to do something when they don't want to play this thing or they don't want to have their quiet time or they don't want to have their independent playtime what do you do do you just always bend over backwards and accommodate them? Do you meet them halfway? Do you reinforce the boundary, a combination of both, all, all of it or two of the three? Which, the by the way, the answer is is that. You do a combo of it. Um, you know, but we talked about how, okay, well, maybe there's, there's we need to be a little bit more firm in some areas. We need to have a little bit more of a routine in these areas over here. So we talked about some solutions there. That that was definitely part of it because she wasn't ever giving herself a break in the middle and, and during the day, which, by the way, you can give yourself a break during the day when your children are awake. You can give yourself a day a break in the middle of the day when your children are awake. Your children do not have to be asleep for you to get a break. Okay, it's all up to you and how you want to make your routine. And there are ways to get your children to comply with your routine without it feeling controlling or without it feeling too structured or anything like that. It's literally just a matter of mommy is having 30 minutes to herself. You can either do this or this. You can either play in your room or play in the living room. You can either paint or play with Play-Doh or you can either do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you stick to that. And if they're you know, I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to. And they're whining. Okay. I'm sorry. That's frustrating for you right now. 
I'm, I'm going to ask you to go upstairs and play in your room since you can't, since you don't like what, what I've, what the options that I've given you. And you just stick to that because you're giving yourself a break and you're not a bad mom for doing so. And you're also not responsible for your child's entertainment 24 seven. Should you have intentional intentionality with your children's activities? 100%. Should you set up in learning invitations and homeschool and all the jazz if that's what you're doing? Yes. By all means, do it. Should you do it 24-7 all day, every day, and literally never sit down until your children go to bed? No. And that's what she was doing. So once we got to the root of those problems, we were able to figure out she needed to give herself breaks in the middle of the day. And we talked about, well, what's happening when her husband comes home as well? And is there anything that you can do to get out of the house more? Okay, so that's how we came up with the root of her issue. So what is the root of your issue? What is going on? Where are you not giving yourself the breaks that you need? Or is there something else that's going on that's causing you to feel drained or what's not working? Take a look at your day. Take a look at your week. Take a look at what's on your plate. Take a look at are you delegating enough? Are you and your husband working together as a team when it comes to managing the house and raising the children? Or do you feel like things are one-sided? Where can some conversations begin to happen? Do some journaling. Do a brain dump and really figure out what's going on here because you want to create long-term solutions that are going to be tangible that you're going to be able that that's going to be easy to implement for you and your husband and you're going to want to be in unity there and if you're a single mom don't worry I've got you as well I'm going to um, give you guys some tips at the end that will also apply to single moms so don't worry I know that not everyone's married who listens to this podcast I totally get it but for those of us that are married you do have to work with your spouse when it comes to these things. Um, and there has to be unity there. And I know that can be frustrating. I know sometimes the conversations aren't always pleasant, but they're necessary to have. So begin thinking about these things and journaling these things so you can then present some options and ask and talk to your husband about um about helping you solve this problem and getting you some more breaks or giving maybe taking a little bit more of a load off here and there. Okay. That brings us to the, the next point here, which is that you do have options and you just have to identify what those options are, right? So getting back to my client, excuse me, she had options. She had an option to um, do a morning independent time that she hadn't done, or she had an option to add another another screen time in there. You have an option just because, you know, for example, you might be saying to yourself, well, I only want to ever do screen time once a day or never or only on weekends or whatever. And that that's fine. If that's what you want to do. But just know you do have an option to change your mind. If you are like, you know what, forget this. I want to do a screen time before lunch. That just gives me 30 minutes of time to unwind, drink the rest of my coffee that's probably been re reheated for three hours or, or, or been reheated three times. But it's in between, you know, the homeschool and when I'm making lunch, it just gives me time to sit down for 30 minutes and do me, then shoot, put that TV on, girl, if that's what you want to do. You don't, if you don't feel like you have to adhere to what, some, what someone else's idea of what the option should be, do what works for you. And I even had to tell myself this the other day because my, even my mom was like, well, do you ever turn the TV on? And I was like, this is back when I was really struggling and I've, I've come up with a lot of solutions since then and I'm feeling a lot better. But when I was really struggling with feeling drained, my mom was like, well, why don't you have them watch TV more often? I was like, well, I just don't want to. I want, I, I don't want to have to use the TV and I don't want to, I want to be able to say that I didn't have to use the TV until five o'clock and, and we had the whole day and there was no TV and we weren't running controlled by screens. And you know what? 
a lot of that was pride and perfectionism talking because I didn't want to feel like I had to succumb to the TV to like, you know, get my children to, to do something or not, not even to do something, but to be quiet, to behave. I, I, and behave is the wrong word, but to, to just, to, to just have some quiet. Like I, I didn't want to feel like I had to use the TV to get the time alone. I wanted to feel like I could train my children to have quiet playtime and not need the TV. And that's true. It's, I do want to do that. That's 100% a thing. And you know what? We do. I had to realize we do do that. But when you're home all day long and there's no activities that are breaking up your day every single day of the week, even your own children are going to get bored inside their house. Like that's real. You're probably bored inside the house too. You are all in the same house every single day. There's no, you're probably not doing gymnastics and you're probably not doing swim lessons and you're probably, you may not be doing the Mother's Day Out program. You may not be doing the co-op or the play dates and things that, things that used to break up the day or again, going on errands or what, I mean, even my family, like I know a lot of parents are doing parks right now. We are doing outside and we're doing open fields. My husband does not feel comfortable with us doing parks again, because our children touch things and then they put their you know, they put their fingers in their mouth. So he's just very wary of that. So as a family, we've decided there's no parks. So there's no us taking, going to a park to break up the week, right? Um, so we do the nature walks and things like that. Now, during the summer, when it was so hot, we weren't doing that as often. It was not only was it really hot, but we had like a month in August or like it was like July and August and even some of September where it just rained and thunderstormed nonstop. Like it was like God knew <laughs> that we were stuck inside. And so he's like, well, I'll just make it rain so that it feels more like you don't, you don't want to go anywhere anyway. Like, right. You don't, you know, like you, the temptation's not is there when you, when it's like raining, you don't want to go anywhere. Right. You just want to curl up on the couch. So it's like, we would just have these thunderstorms like every single day. So even if I wanted to go outside with the kids, I couldn't. Not even in the rain because we thunderstorming and that's unsafe. So we were literally stuck in the house. There's no parks, there's no outside, there's thunderstorms, there's no stores, nothing like that. And it was like, oh my goodness, like you're you're at the point where you want to bang your head against the wall at this point. We can't forget that our kids are very similar to that. And they might be like, I played with these blocks yesterday. I don't want to play with them again today. Like I like my blocks. I just don't want to play with my blocks right now. And they might be like, you know what? I'm bored. Like, yeah, we can play quietly. Or maybe you're working really hard on that. Maybe you had a great hour of independent play at 10 a.m. And you did a great homeschool lesson at 9 a.m. And now at 11 a.m., it's like, all right, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's watch a show. Break up the day a little bit. And then they'll go back and they'll play later. And guess what? You're not a failure of a mom if you do that, right? So you have options. You just have to identify what those are. And yes, that was a little mini tangent, but that's real because so much we get so caught up in thinking we don't have options because and it's really our pride talking and saying, well, we don't want to succumb to that option or we don't want to, or something, we don't want to ask for the help or we want to prove that we can do everything ourselves or we want to prove we don't need this. Prove it for what? Prove what for what? Who is giving you the award? The Lord surely isn't. The Lord never said that. God does not say, oh, you're a better mom today because you didn't like have your children watch TV. I mean, granted, of course, don't let them watch anything. Make it fruitful. Make it educational. Make it biblical even. But put on the TV if that's what you want to do, right? So 
let's let go of the pride. Let's take a look at our options. Let's do, you know, say, this is what I need. I need help here. I need, I, I, I'm going to use screen time over here. I'm going to ask to leave the house over here or whatever that is. And, and let's put, you know, put your head down and really write out what your options are. Again, if you don't focus on the options that you don't have. Sure. Again, I would love to have paid help three, you know, three, two to three times a week for a couple of hours. That would be great. Don't have it. What's next? What options do I have? What options do you have? What can you do? Get creative. Okay. And write these things down and let go of any ego or any pride that is trying to get you to convince yourself that you don't need help and you can do everything by yourself and that you need to be on mommy mode 24-7 because you don't. And that is a lie of the enemy, okay? All right, to wrap up this episode, we're just going to talk about some possible short and long-term solutions for when you're feeling drained. And there is, it's three solutions, right? Or there's three types of solutions. There's your in-the-moment solutions when you are like, literally on edge you're getting ready to burst you're like like that like literally that that sound effect which I'm a little nervous to listen to this episode when it, like in post-production slash when I'm record or when I'm editing or slash when it's um when it's aired because I feel like that noise I just made is gonna sound weird but whatever we're going with it so you know the in that moment when you're just like oh my goodness if one more child screams if one more child poops if one more child does anything touches me whatever I'm gonna lose it what do you do in those moments okay and then daily solutions what are the things that you're gonna do to help you not get so drained so quickly right so it's when your cup is all the way full how are you topping it off how are you constantly topping it back off again so that you can kind of last a little bit longer and then what are those long-term solutions that will really get you re-energized, really be like that actual break that you needed that when you come back, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, that I, that's just everything I needed. Children, come hug me, come kiss me, just come touch me again. I want all of you, right? Like when you come back, you know, you or your cup is filled when you want your children to touch you again. And like yesterday or before you left or even an hour ago, you wanted nobody touching you. Like when you start to miss them again and you think you're ready to like have them start pulling from you again and pulling on you and tugging on you and anything or even when they cry, you're just like, it's okay. But like an hour before when they cried, you're like, oh my gosh, why are you crying? Like, you know, your cup is back full again. Okay. So in those moments, what do you do? Um, like when, again, when you are like, oh, no one touched me. Okay. So first of all, don't, you, you got to do what you got to do in that moment to get through in, in to get through the day. Like th at that point, don't try to push through the day unnecessarily as far as like keeping the routine perfect or keeping the perfect homeschool or whatever it is that you're doing. If you are in a moment where you're just like, I, I can't teach this thing or I can't, I don't want to turn my house into a jungle gym zoo or a, a scavenger hunt. I don't feel like being extra creative right now where I don't want to vacuum these stairs or whatever it is that you're just like, I'm done. Like you, you just know when you are all the way done, girl, be done, be done, change the routine a bit. Do if you, if you have the energy, do something fun, like you know, a dance party or something like that, or go outside and, and go for a walk or go, go somewhere. If you have the ability to just stand outside where your kids run around in circles, great, do it, get some fresh air. Um, if going outside feels like it's extra for you, um, 
then I, I get that too. I've, I've, I have kind of, um, a both situation. I have to convince myself sometimes, like just girl, girl, just go outside, just go outside. I'm not a, not a big deal because I can sometimes make it a bigger deal than what it really is. And once I get outside, I'm like, this was nice, you know? Um, and it always, it always, always, always helps. I would say most of the time, always. <laughs> um, so go outside if you can, if it's not raining or whatever, it's not too hot. Um, bake cookies, you know, make it fun. Do some treats, bake some cookies, make ice cream. Um, you know, bake a pie, bake a cake, whatever. Um, something that will bring you joy, allow you to breathe for a bit, kind of be a, a change in routine for your children as well. You're not forcing them to play or getting them involved as well. Um, and then, of course, if worse, worse comes to worse, you just got to turn the TV on, just got to sit there for a minute, turn the TV on, sit there for a minute. Or you guys can all just hop on the couch and read some stories. You can all, you can just declare, okay, this is going to be a silent reading time. Grab your book, your kids grab their books, and everyone's going to read. You can make it cute and fun if you want to, and you can have coffee, and they can have quote unquote coffee, which in our house is just frothed milk with a like like a drop drop of coffee, so that my child can see the little brown like swirled on top of her froth milk. Um, but we, you know, we'll just grab like little mini cups, and and she'll sit there and she'll drink that, and it's the cutest thing ever. And then I'm like, okay, great, it's silent reading time. Mommy's reading my book, mommy's reading her book, and you're gonna read your book, and it, it works for like you know. 15 minutes, I would say, before they're over it. And that 15 minutes can feel so nice to just sit there. So do do something that will just kind of break it up, give you an opportunity to sit and breathe and just be and make it through that moment. Um, if you can make it, make it to quiet time and nap time, you're golden. Um, so that, that would be those in the moment things that you can do when you're feeling really frustrated. Now, on a daily basis, you want to work with your spouse to have daily alone time when he's available. That doesn't include when the kids go to bed. So that like when the kids go to bed, you have alone time. That's great. That's also nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. That's not a lot of time. You need time before that. That does not include the quiet time in the middle of the day does not include the little mini independent play times because there's still interruption with that. You're still like your one eye is like focused on your thing and one eye is focused on them. One ear is here, one ear is there. You're not ever fully alone during those things. So they're great little like in the moment quick, like I'm just filling back up a little bit here. I'm just getting a little bit of a breather. They're breathers, right? They're in the middle of the day when you're doing those things, but they are not full on breaks where you're like, ah, I can breathe and I'm out of the house and I can just, you know, I could whatever like or even if you're just going upstairs to take a shower for 30 minutes and wash your hair something along those lines where you are just not interrupted and the agreement is your husband has a children and you are not interrupted whether you're going out you're gonna go pick up groceries you're gonna go grab a coffee you're just gonna go sit in your car you're gonna go drive around you're gonna go upstairs to your room you're gonna take a shower you're gonna go any anything that's gonna allow you to take a 30 to 60 minute breather every single day, I think is important. If you are home every day, I think that's really important. If you can work that out with your spouse, if you can't, or if you're a single mom, then I recommend having an arrest or unwind situation before bedtime. Okay. So that means like you guys, you know, if you're a single mom or your husband's working later, that's just not possible. And you kind of have to keep it moving. One, I recommend having a transition time between afternoon and evening. So that might be a 30 minute like, excuse me, like while the kids are having their late afternoon snack, 
or something along those lines, that could be a great time for you to also sit down before you have to cook dinner. Um, something that will allow you to sit down for 30 minutes or so before you have to cook dinner, I think is important. So um, quiet time is typically a time where you're kind of sitting down, but then the kids are kind of moseying downstairs or ready for their snack or whatever that case may look like for you. And Use that time to still kind of like get yourself together, transition, maybe take a little bit of a breather. If you're like me, I'm working during that quiet time. So if I had a client call or I'm focused on something, that was not really a true break for me. So I'll take that time to, for me, it's tidying up, but like the kids are eating their snack and I'm tidying up and I'm putting on a podcast and I listen to the podcast and the speaker in the kitchen and that tidy up time and my time to tune in that podcast is enough of like a quick self-care boost for me to then keep it moving to then go on and make dinner or whatever it is I need to do. Um, so something along those lines can work really, really well for you. And again, if you don't have any spouse help, I think that's really great. And then after dinner, do the same thing. Have, after you clean up, if you can, take 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime to have everyone do kind of like an unwind thing. This can be everyone's reading books on the couch. This can be that everyone's playing with a quiet activity, like, like maybe your older kids get a puzzle or something like that, and there's coloring and just very quiet activities that can all be done except unwind everyone. Kitchen's cleaned up and put away. Way and you can sit, sit down for a little bit. You can read, you can um, just, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, but just sit yourself down, set a timer. And then when the timer goes off, it's time to do the bath time thing because bath time is kind of a rush too. Bath time takes a lot of energy. So rejuvenating yourself before that, I think is a really great idea to get yourself to the last leg of the day. Again, these are just little quick fill-ups to kind of keep it moving. Okay. Um, also, don't forget daily quiet times, like I mentioned before, and having a morning and, and late afternoon independent time is great. So I, I mentioned like um, that 30 minutes or so um, before dinner time. So my kids are typically eating their snack then. Um, but that can also be like for older kids and an independent playtime as well. Um, so I definitely recommend having a morning independent playtime, a quiet time, and a late afternoon independent time or something along those lines. And it's possible for all ages all ages, it, the time, the timing may differ. So you may have a, a baby who's only capable of 15 to 20 minutes of independent time in a pack and play. Um, you may have an, my, my one and a half year old, her independent play time is in her pack and play, or it might be in a high chair where she gets a high chair activity right now. Cause I'm not going to let her out. If she's out, she's running around, right? So I'm doing her independent play time where she's a little bit more contained. My three-year-old is a little bit different. Um, but it's possible for all ages. Don't think that because your child is one, two, or three that they can't do independent time that's aside from quiet time or naps because they can, okay? And then lastly, you're going to want to come up with that long-term solution, right? So that is, um, you know, that that that's going to be what is that routine thing that you're doing where you have full days away from your your home, your kids, maybe on a monthly, bi-monthly or quarterly basis. Um, I recommend figuring that out with your husband. Is there, is there a day once a month where your, your in-laws or your parents can take the kids? Or is there a day once every quarter where your husband can take off of work and you get the full day to yourself? Is there, um, just, and, and if not, if not possible at all, then there's, you know, on for at least have one day a weekend where, um, if you guys aren't going anywhere, have one day that's truly a Sabbath, truly a rest day where you guys are vegging out, doing nothing, watching movies, eating cookies, whatever you want to do, 
really no household chores, nothing like that. Make one weekend day a rest day and one weekend day a prep day for the next day for the, for the next week. And as much as I know we all wish we had three day weekends, we don't. We have two day ones, so we got to work with what we've got. But you can make one weekend day a much more of a rest day, even if your kids are home. That may mean a movie. That may mean two movies. But do what you got to do to give yourself a full on break for at least one day a week. You and your husband. Give your guy, give yourselves a break. If you guys are literally not going anywhere on the weekends because of COVID, give yourself, but you're still at home with the kids. That can just feel like another weekday if you're not careful. Give yourself a break, take the pressure off and veg out. And then again, schedule in routine times where you get to go away from the kids completely by yourself and schedule in routine times where you and your husband get to have a day together once a month if possible. And if there's no family, but you have like a church friend or someone that you that is trusted that can come babysit for you once a month, do that, okay? Um, I know COVID's a thing, but figure out who you can trust. Maybe you can trade with another couple or something like that. And you can take their kids one day a month and they can take your kids. Something along those lines that will give you guys time to be by yourselves as grown adult humans that are also married, that love each other and want to make sure that you're keeping your marriage relationship first too. Okay? So... While this episode turned into a longer episode than I expected, I hope that this was helpful for you to be able to really not only get some really tangible ways for you to um, really work through what it, you know, how to prevent yourself from feeling drained, how to um, help yourself in the moment when you are feeling drained, but also just to understand that it's normal, it's okay, here's why it's happening, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom, it doesn't mean that you're not on mission in motherhood, it means that you just need to fill your cup up, and you need to make that a priority, okay? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will see you guys next week. As usual, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to say hi, come over to Instagram at Caroline J. Selman. I will see you over there. I'd love to hear your takeaways from today's episode. And of course, share this episode with a friend so that they can feel empowered and encouraged and equipped in motherhood as well. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.